What's your favorite alcoholic beverage? If you love being in a girl group, this is totally for you. Some people call us overwhelming. Love it or leave it, we don't care. No, but we want you here. Welcome. Welcome to to you. Can can sip sip with us. us. Hi, guys. guys. I'm Ashley. Hi. Jinx. Jinx, Okay. We've been doing that a lot lately. We've been jinxing, like, not even when we're, like, talking to each other. Didn't we talk about on Patreon? Colleen and I literally messaged each other the same voice memo at the exact same time. Yeah. Like, I sent her a message as, right after I finished sending it, I, I received a voice memo back and she said to me what I just said to her. It was like, what? Whoa. You know? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Yeah. I have a million questions for you. Uh-huh. Actually, just okay. one, but f- two. The first okay. question, what are you sipping on? Okay. Now I have talked about these before, I believe. Also, how's my acoustics? It's, it's, it's not it's, dialed, I, but it's not yeah. echoey. I mean, it's like, oh, it's, this, not. it's not as good as your last house location. Yeah. So sounds, I think I need to get it a sounds rug like it. you're in an open room I situation. Am. I am. Mm-hmm. And there's like nothing absorbing it right now. So I think I need to get, so we moved and so I'll get to what I'm sipping in a second, but I just thought I was hearing some echo. So I'm in this. So just bear with me in my audio this episode, I guess, because I don't know what else to do about there's it right a lot now. going on. We literally just moved yesterday. So it's just boxes everywhere. Okay. So I think I've talked about this before, but the Aperol spritz, right? Yes, you have. Okay. Yes, you so have. I am doing that. So this is what it looks like. I'm showing Colleen. It's a goblet. Um, we're also now recording our visual. So, you know, some stuff will make it over on Instagram, like the app. Because actually some of you have requested that. Yeah. So we're recording the video. So it is equal parts Aperol, which is, they taste kind of like a bitters to me. It's not sweet. Mm-hmm. Equal parts Aperol and champagne. I'm just using a Prosecco. And then you top it off with sparkling water. Just, you know, the basic, no flavor. And I made one for, these are my new like favorite thing. And I made one for John yesterday because I've offered before, hey, do you want an Aperol spritz? Oh, no, thanks. And then one time I was like, try this. And he's like, that's good. And then I still even said, oh, can I make you one? "Mm, No, thanks. But then yesterday he had one after we were like moving and sweaty and hot. It was like 110 degrees yesterday. And he was like, oh, that's good. Will you make me one? So I made him one. And then he couldn't stop talking about how good it was. And he was like, why haven't I been drinking this for the last year? Like, this is going to be my new drink this summer. So I'm just... Did you you feel so validated? Yes, I felt very validated. I thought, "Mm mm-hmm. I patted myself on the back. Mm -hmm. And I thought, that's what I've been fucking telling you. Where have you been? This is, you know, happy wife, happy life. And that makes me very happy. Is that... Did I use that in the right way? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. What are you drinking on? You have an adorable little glass there you're drinking out of. Little, I have a little coupe glass. And I what also I'm believe drinking, I just said, what are you drinking on? But um, I'm drinking, I meant, what are you drinking? What are you sipping yeah. on? Maybe what is what I meant. On? A twist on a daiquiri. So I mm. went on stories right before we started recording on our Instagram at You Can Sip With Us. And somebody sent this to me. It was Jamie Oliver's twist on a daiquiri. They wrote, mm-hmm. call you're going to love this. And they're right. So you just make a daiquiri and then you add a spoonful of jam of your choice. So (gasps) I used a little strawberry jelly. I shook it all up and I poured it in my glass and it is quite delicious. Remind me what? quite delicious. Tell me about this daiquiri again. Can you please? Lime simple syrup. That is it. Like into your flavor tasting, whatever, like a shot of rum. That's it. Rum. Yeah. 
lime. It's like, I don't know, two ounces of rum, let's say. Ounce half ounce of, lime. Okay. Ounce you of know. lime, half ounce simple syrup. Lots of ice. Okay. And shaky, shaky. You, I added a little spoonful jam. of strawberry <gasps> jam. And that and is then, a game changer. I liked the original. Yeah. But it's a nice little twist on a good thing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. it's also very pretty, I feel like now. It, you, it actually looks like you're drinking an Aperol spritz. That's what I thought when you showed me your drink. I you know? Same, same. Same, 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 same. same. I want to ask you, mm-hmm. before we get into our episode, how are you doing? I've been wanting to ask you that over text message. I know. But the curse of this podcast is that the second thought is we should record that. Mm-hmm. So I've felt like a bad friend all weekend, not checking oh, in really? on you, your I first had a second night to in think the new about house, no. the move. It's a lot. Yeah. How is it going? Yeah. So movers came yesterday and I just felt like it was, it ended up being $800 more than they estimated. And I was like, may as well charge me 8,000 because I would have paid it. It was mm-hmm. like, I am so grateful that someone helped us move. Well, six people. It was, they had six guys here, two huge trucks. They came at 8am. They didn't leave until 6pm and they were all dripping in sweat. I mean, 110 degrees, like, oh my gosh. And they were the kindest people. So we, we tried to tip them really well because I just felt like, holy shit, you know, a lot of work, a lot of work. And then in the middle, we asked them to wear masks in the middle Mm -hmm. of coronavirus. And so I don't, we tipped them a hundred dollars each. And I was like, I don't even know if that's enough, but it just felt like I just Thank felt so you. grateful to them. Yeah. And I also was like, man, I wish we had six packs for all of them. And, but mm-hmm. it, we didn't. Anyway, I am obsessed. The house is complete disorder, but I feel so good here. Like oh. it just feels great. I feel excited. And oh my gosh. So we walk in there's a wood oven pizza oven in the back. And so on the counter, there's a bottle of wine. Looked like a nice bottle of wine. It has like the wax on the top, you know? Yeah. We have to like open the wax yeah. part. So it seems like a nice bottle. I don't know. And then it had a pizza, like a long handle wood pizza thing, you know, yeah. to use in the oven. And it had a pizza cutter and then like a thing that you put the pizza on and you take it out of the oven. And then it had a letter. And I think we've talked about on here, because Chris is in real estate, I asked... You guys, and you also had someone write you a letter about your last house when you were selling. And so I asked you guys, hey, what's a good thing I should include in this? Do you have an example? And Chris helped me, forwarded this letter to me. And so then they wrote a letter back, the homeowners, and it made me cry. It was like, hey, Molstead family, welcome home. Um, I wanted to tell you a little bit about us. We have lived there for the last 18 years. Our kids grew up there. There, We have three kids and said what they what they all do now. My youngest learned to swim in the pool. We had tons of holiday parties and gatherings. They always had friends over. You know, it was like so many memories were made there. And now all the kids are up and out and we decided it was time to downsize. The house just felt too quiet. And we are so grateful to pass this on to another young family to make more memories. And then she said some really sweet things, something like, so did I ever say they were here for 18 years? So Mm -hmm. like, that's a lot of memories in this house. And then she said something like, Oh, and oh, and she said, so like our, she said, our youngest learned to swim there. Uh, My, um, my oldest learned to like drive on that street out front or whatever. And then she said, 
my, our kids grew up in that home, but my husband and I did too. And I loved mm. that. Like my husband and I grew up there too. Oh, it actually could make me cry now. Anyway, I'm totally botching it. I should have just brought the letter in here and read it, but it was really meaningful. And it's I'm going to keep that letter because it just feels like there's love in this house. Yeah. I just, I don't know. So I feel really good about it. Um, I mean, it is, yeah. In love every and growth. Way. Mm-hmm. And it's going to shelter us for our life storms, you know? what's to come. So I'm really excited and I'm really excited when Corona's calmed down so you can come visit. It's just, it's epic. I love it. Yeah. I keep just Yay. like looking around cause it's like, so I can't you know, believe I'm in my new we live office. here. I yeah. can't believe we live here, Call. Oh, no, I love I it. I can't really see much there, but anyway, I just love it. Yeah. How are you? So actually, bef- well, we can get into that. Yeah, but I'm also fine. Should I, my we, life is boring. Nothing we to catch you up on. We also did How Are You on Patreon. So, yeah. But I hadn't moved yet on Patreon. But maybe yeah, now a big event. we should... Okay, speaking of... Like, we love this podcast, guys. But it can be a buzzkill, right? <laughs> so... Calling that, messages that me. relates to what I talked about earlier, how I've been wanting to ask Ashley how she's doing, but thought I need to save it for the pod. Exactly. That's why mm-hmm. it can be a buzzkill. Continue. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're just talking about what we were first it started talking about what we were uh, gonna do for today's episode and then she says actually go to the part where you start because I think we should read it instead of me reading okay you know I'll read my part as if it's me and then you read your part watched two episodes of Space Force I really wish I could say more I love our podcast and it kills me to not be able to talk free sometimes so can you guys tell where there's caps and lots of extra letters that we're gonna really like this is like audible okay Mm -hmm. yeah fuck we're watching something i want to talk to you about but i've been keeping it a secret and i'm not going to be able to watch space force space force before we record and this is all so hard agree the pod is great but man it can be a buzzkill oh my god what keeping it a secret for the pod or a secret secret in life what does that mean Secret for the pod, not for life. Ha 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 ha. You've watched it already. Oh my God. I thought it was something like big, big. And it's not like a big secret. Just so many times I've wanted to message you about it and I can't. Like watching the results of a pregnancy test. No, it's actually tiny. Thank God. But still feels important to keep it a secret. Morning show. Now it's too built up that I had to tell you because you'd be let down if I told you live on the pod, but I'll keep my opinions a secret. We'll pretend like this never happened. Thank you. Burn your phone. Lighting mine on fire now. And my house in case there's evidence here. Smart, smart. You can never be too careful. Smart, smart. Jinx. Fuck. Why isn't this on the pod? New pod. Audible version reading of our text exchanges. And then laughing, laughing back and forth. I sent her a voice memo because I was giggling on the couch. The reason we're whispering is because he started writing messages in parentheses. This is... Oh, you have it. Yeah, okay. Oh, my God. So I'm laughing out loud and John's like, what's so funny? And I was like, Colleen. I just kept laughing. And he's like, what'd she say? And I'm like, well, you're not going to think this is funny. And then I explained the whole thing. I got a couple smirks out of him, but... He's definitely not on our level, but I do like your last idea of. (laughs) I'm farting right now. As I'm laughing, I'm farting. It was like you in the delivery room. Uh, Anyway, I like this idea of audible. (laughs) 
It's my favorite. Okay, but now uh, can I play yours? Yeah. It's not as good as mine, I don't think. No, because I was farting in it, but yours is still good. Wow. Okay, I just read the exchanges to Chris. Confirmed. Got a few giggles from him too. And also, I've successfully captured your last voice to me, which I feel like we should play on the pod. <laughs> that was so good. So, guys, welcome there to the new it. segment. There you have it. <laughs> All right, should we do a review of the week? Oh, yes. Oh, and do we have a good review of the week? You guys are bringing it. Okay, this one is from Reviews 407. Ashley and I both messaged about this one earlier because it really touched us. Five star, you inspired my salutatorian speech. I graduated high school two days ago and was the salutatorian of my class. No worries, only non-alcoholic sipping for me. Your recent episode discussing how it's okay to be emotional and sad inspired the topic of the speech I gave to my class. How disappointment and hard days will come and it's okay to feel sad or angry or any emotion in between, especially given that our senior year was cut short. I broke down crying while giving my speech because it just felt so good and freeing to really own that and not put on a smile because it's the ladylike thing to do. Thank you, ladies, for making such a big difference in my life. I will start college in the fall feeling confident and with an extra pep in my step because of all the lessons learned while tuning in to this podcast twice a week. Much love. I couldn't love that more. No, I couldn't love it more. And I saw, okay, so we're also going to read you two other ones that are, I don't want it that people wrote in, which are great. If you don't know what we mean, then you need to go back and listen to the last couple episodes. But, um, so I thought, Oh, call, these are great. These are for sure going to be read. And then I saw that one and I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. We're just going to have to read more. That is the review of the week, but we're still going to read you two. I don't want it. Because they're just good because you guys are good. This is from Courtney Doman. I don't want it. If my podcast doesn't come out with a new episode every Tuesday and drop an extra one on Fridays while giving your listeners the coolest name, Sip Squad, then spitting relationship advice, telling me the best products to buy so I can look fly AF in the Starbucks drive through before I go home and binge watch all their favorite shows and make me laugh literally anywhere, but also remind me that I'm not crazy and my feelings are valid, then I don't want it. Thanks, Courtney. I love it. Okay, you read Mama Bears. Oh, no, I don't have it in front of me. You read it. Oh, you want me to read it? Okay. I already ch- yeah, I want you to do it. Okay, great. So Mama Bear 11124, then I don't want it. If I don't spend my entire car ride home listening to my favorite podcast with my virtual besties, counting down the time until I have a drink in my hand, laughing in the car alone with my toddler as he stares at me like I'm a psycho for laughing alone, then continue to talk about the podcast conversation with my husband and refer to Ash and Call as if I actually know these ladies, having him wonder where the hell I met these gals, and then I have to explain it's a podcast and then proceed to make him listen with me, and we both die laughing with our favorite drink and skip TV on podcast nights, then I don't want it. Want it. I don't want it. We don't want okay, it. Okay, Ash, guess what else mm-hmm. I don't want? What? Old shavers in my shower <laughs> that cut me, that hurt mm-hmm. me, that, mm-hmm. that don't work. Okay? You guys Ouch. know my story. We, we loved Billy. 
razors before yep. Billy became a partner on the pod. Yeah. I I have never loved a razor more. Agreed. I am I am the queen of of buying razors and then they just go to die in my shower. They're used, but they're used for way too long. Uh-huh. But Billy knows and they're too they're just uh, I've never had ones that work as well as Billy does. So I I I saw Billy on Instagram. I said, "I need this in my life." I signed up mm-hmm. and I never looked back. They have and- amazing razors, premium razors, high performing. Okay, no visit to the drugstore, no breaking the bank. And then they send you your refills when you need it. They take care of you. They say, hey, call, switch this out. Switch your rooski. Yeah. And the starter kit is only $9. So that includes the award winning razor, two refill blades and a magnetic holder that keeps your razor safe and dry in between uses. They also have multiple colors. I chose purple. Call. You chose yellow. I chose hot highlighter yellow. Just it's sunshine. And I saw all I saw all the bloggers talking about this like uh, in December or something. I thought, yeah, "Yeah, right. How good could a razor be? Then call talked about on the podcast. And she said, yeah. It's this good. Is, this it, is legit. it was like this one of your fave things or something. Oh, yeah. And uh, so then I went and ordered it off of Colleen's recommendation because that's someone I trust, right? Mm-hmm. Guys, mm-hmm. for me, it does make... I can go b- longer between shaves. Hey, Ash, did you know they also have lip balm, dry shampoo, and face wipes? No. They're changing more than just the way you shave. Okay. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. They're okay. changing up your routine with wow. your must-have products. You guys, we're not joking around here. Mm-mm. Okay? Mm-mm. No, we're not. Mm-mm. To express a little love for our show, go to mybilly.com slash sip. It's a small way you can support us while getting the best razor you will ever own. And it's just $9 to get your starter kit plus free shipping Always go to mybilly.com slash sip. That is spelled M-Y, my, B-I-L-L-I-E dot com slash sip. Guys, they're an Allure Best of Beauty winner and Nylon's beauty hit list for a reason. Do everything Ashley just said. Get it now. Okay. Okay, you guys. So listen, we want to make you laugh. We want to have fun on this podcast. We want to be light and bright and cheery. And we're going to do that later on in the episode. We're going to bring you our faves. Okay. But we are switching things up for this podcast because there is really, 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 really important things happening in the world that we need to talk about. And the reason we started this podcast is so that Ashley and I could catch up in real life, talk about our lives. And it seems ridiculous to be talking about really anything else right now then and we started talking about and obviously you guys were talking about the murder of George Floyd the pain the anger the hurt the protests for change that are happening and the historic time that we're in right now and honestly I feel sad because we are talking about the murder of George Floyd and what happened in Central Park with Amy so-and-so and and the, you know, Cooper, I think, and the bird, bird watcher. Um, but this is happening like literally every day. Those things are happening all the time. And, um, so it took those atrocities to bring it to 
light, I guess, for the mass. But um, we are, I think, hopefully entering another civil rights era because it feels like white people are starting to wake up and myself included. So what what we wanted to do was that several weeks ago when Ahmad Arbery was shot by two white men and nothing was done about it. And I thought, well, we should bring it up and talk about it on the pod. So we brought it up, but race is, it's a very, uh, we wanted to do this right. And I sprung it on Colleen. I didn't tell her I was going to talk about it. And I think this is something we have a platform that we want to use, but we want to make sure we're doing it in the right way and being respectful. And so I brought it up and I said something and I said, I've got two things. And I don't remember the first one. And the second one was something that Colleen had to have a tough conversation with me about. And so we're going to play. We ended up editing that out of the episode, not playing it for you. Um, but we're going to play that now because I think we kind of just want to pull back the curtains on me starting to do the work, um, hoping that this also means you will start to do the work as well. And maybe that guy was not being racist. Sure. He probably could have had the best of intentions and said the exact same thing to a white person. But the fact that you're upset that she said something isn't okay either because we're white and we don't know what that looks like. Like we don't know what it's like to be on the other side of racism. We, our population hasn't been slaves to other people. Like, and so I just wanted to bring this up as more, I want to get education around it. And so that my call to SIP squad is if you are a black person, African-American person or something, if you would be willing to call in and because I don't want to sound, I'm sure I sound slightly ignorant here, but I want to be educated in really more about how we should be thinking about things and that ignoring it isn't the right thing to do. I don't know. You're just looking, you're looking at me like maybe I'm going down a, the wrong path here and that I'm taking us in a bad spot. So I'm trying, my heart is in a really good place right now, no, you guys, but I don't know. Okay. So you tell me you, I think you're more educated than I am. So help me. But then also I would like just more help for me and more help for the, for the SIP squad. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we should avoid these topics. I think everything that you just said is very, very, very good. I think where my head is, is so I've been doing a lot of research or just like following black Twitter for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And one of their one of the complaints or I guess big things that they get really annoyed with is white people feeling like black people need to educate them. It's like oh. we should be doing the research. Okay. And so that was where why you saw the change in my face is I'm like, oh, I don't know about like, yeah. I don't know if that's really on them or like it's I don't know. It's it's very common for white people to say, I'm listening. Teach me versus like I'm going to teach myself. And like, yeah, but like, I it's don't not feel like job. I would be able to teach myself. You like can. I've done research and until I, you know, like. Until I feel what they feel, I don't know. Like, and I am, I'm born in this body and I've had the privilege that I've had. Right. So I don't know what, I don't know. How no, I, I don't feel. think it's bad. I don't think it's bad. I'm just, that was just my first thought was like, this is okay, going down so, a huge thing, you know? Well, so then we can cut that part out, but I also don't know how then I will be educated. You know, I don't know how people get educated if... Cause I'm not affect like I haven't so had that history. So for me, it was starting you know I mean? to follow black thought leaders. It was like really like not 
it was seeking out information. Yeah. Like even Google searches for me, like following black Twitter has been very informative. That's so, the account. It's just thought leaders on like I can give you names of people to even follow yeah. on Instagram. I'm sure well, they have I just almost, socials. Yeah. Because this is really important. And I also think white people need to speak up. And yeah. we don't and, always have the perfect mm-hmm. things to say. And that's okay. So I think bringing it up is like totally good. You know, I don't think you're going down a wrong path. Yeah. But it did go. It, it does feel like we've done a major shift on this episode that I wasn't expecting. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. because it was it happened this week. And the run I run for I run with Maude was yesterday. His birthday was yeah. yesterday. And so it just felt like re- like next week it might not be relevant. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I thought it was important to bring up. Um I don't know. I guess. Yeah. No, it is important. I think we leave it. No, I think we leave it. You okay? Yeah. What? I don't know. What's wrong? I guess I just feel silly. Like this should probably all stay in because I want, I want to do the right thing, you know? And I do think like, it is horrifying what happened to this guy mm-hmm. and everybody just ignored it until the public saw this and then they take mm-hmm. action. And it's like, this is horrifying that this is, is happening to human beings, but mm-hmm. I don't know how to be better. And it's fair for you to say, you know, do your own research and get out there and learn because we all can be better. But I think I'm just so like, Seeing that happen this week, and it's uh, because of all of that. Uh, yesterday, that I run with Mod. Yesterday, it's really emotional for me to think that I don't know. I hate we we live on the you know coast, and Arizona is not as much, but I think the coast, East Coast and West Coast, are much more progressive. We don't see racism that much. I don't see it like firsthand. But then when you we listen to the podcast, uh, Shit Town. Mm -hmm. And hearing how much racism there still is, like, it's just really hard to know that. And then what made me think a bit about it was how many people feel that way um, towards gays, as if we are a superior person, if if you're straight. Um, Mm -hmm. Just that kind of stuff feels so unjust to me. And I feel like I can be educated about um, how to treat the gay population, but I don't know what it's like to be a black person. And you guys, like, we want to make this really clear that we're not trying to make this about us. What Mm -hmm. we want to do, though, is I think a lot of people feel afraid to speak up for the right thing because they don't have they feel like they don't have the right words to say. And the truth is you might not. And you might swing and miss and you might stumble and you might fall on your face and you might feel uncomfortable. And that is okay because you're going to get better if you're trying. And what I loved about that clip and like after we wrapped, what I absolutely loved, Ash, is that you tried. Mm -hmm. Like you tried and it takes courage to try. And then it takes even more courage to look in the mirror at ourselves and realize that Like, why should we do this work? So I also really quick want to speak to your courage, though, because I think it's important. You could have easily just kind of let that go. Right. Um, You could have let me say, hey, 
if they're, if you're black and you listen to this podcast, come educate me. And instead you didn't take the easy road. And I think so many times, so these are conversations we have to have with ourselves, but they're also conversations we need to have with people that are important to us that are in our lives. And I, um, there's some quote by Maya Angelou that's like, you know, you do your best, um, until you know better. And then once you know better, you do better. And I was doing my best, but I didn't know better. And Colleen was there to help educate me. And it was hard. And I, you know, I cried because I was embarrassed and I still am embarrassed, so then a couple weeks ago, should we jump to that? Yeah. Before that, though, like, yeah, we're going to play something that we aired after that on Patreon. But I just want to make it really clear, you guys, that we are going to be sharing. This is an ongoing effort that racism runs deep in America. And if you are listening to this and you are white and you might feel uncomfortable with me saying this because you might not think that you are racist, but it is so embedded in media, in politics, in corporate America, in our families, around every Thanksgiving table. It is so deep that if we are not actively working to see it in ourselves and having tough conversations, we are a part of the problem. And there are amazing resources out there. In fact, resources have never been shared more than they're being shared right now. Mm-hmm. Like all over Instagram, it is so easy to find resources, but it is not enough right now to tap a heart on something. It is not enough to just share it onto your story. Now we have to actually do the work. We have mm-hmm. to actually read those books, follow those Instagram accounts, follow those Twitter accounts, watch those documentaries And then as we know better, we have to do better. We have to talk about it. We have to be brave and courageous because worried about the feedback we might get is is such a privileged worry. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Like speaking up and worried that people are going to say, hey, that's not you're not quite there yet. What Mm -hmm. a privilege is that? You know, we don't have to Mm -hmm. worry about getting killed. We don't have to worry about physical harm. We don't have to worry about our survival and our safety. Okay. And that is a privilege. And um, our hope is that by sharing what we're doing, the whole goal of this segment is to share what we're doing in our own personal lives. Hopefully it will inspire you to get uncomfortable and do some work into your lives so that we can all be better and start to understand how America was built to serve white people and what we need to do to make it work for everybody in terms of opportunity, in terms of safety. We are not going to teach you. This is not our job. Mm-mm. It is not our... We're learning. Um, we are learning and we are far from where we need to be. So at this point, let's we're going to share with you guys a conversation that we had over on Patreon that was a, about a specific pop culture moment that led to a good conversation. The pop culture moment was really about what happened in Bachelor Nation with Hannah Brown saying the N-word on an Instagram Live. It led to a better conversation that we had after the initial conversation that Ashley started that we never aired. So we're going to let you guys listen to that and then share with you guys where we're at in our own journeys. Hannah Brown went on Instagram live Mm -hmm. singing a song Mm -hmm. from a rap artist and she sang the N word on her Instagram live. And of course, 
that is not a word that white people should say. Wow. Ever. No, not even in songs. In songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because wow. that word. Anyway, <sighs> we can talk about that in a minute. But um, so it blew up. Bachelor Nation, yeah. like all yeah. the, everybody involved with the Bachelor franchise, of course, is and a lot of people didn't speak out, but a lot of people spoke out. Mm-hmm. I guess Rachel Lindsay, who's the yep. first black bachelorette, reached mm-hmm. out to Hannah with a suggestion on how to handle this. Rachel's yeah. like, I was personally offended. I was oh, very offended okay. by Good this. For her. So mm-hmm. I reached out to her directly to talk it through. So mm-hmm. Rachel, if you guys should go on to Rachel's IGTV on her Instagram. Oh, she has a it there. seven or eight minute video breaking down why it is not okay for white people to use this word. Oh, good. And so highly, highly, highly recommend watching it. And she breaks down that that word is not for white people. <laughs> that word has been built um, in our history on the basis of hatred, on mm-hmm. separating, you know, uh People you, apart from like, each other of of you are violence, less than mm-hmm. less than yes um, mm-hmm. extremely racist and mm-hmm. there has been um, people who are black who use that word um, especially in music to take that word back and she makes the parallel sort of like women calling each other bitches like hey bitches you mm. know but if a dude walked around and said like hey bitch I mean maybe but like it's the relationship to the word that matters so mm-hmm. when white people say that word it is um racist <laughs> and yeah. not something that white people should ever utter Rachel made another point. She's like, this shouldn't be on. She's like, I'm just mad that I'm on here. Like, anyway, this shouldn't be on me to have to explain this to you guys. Mm. Um, We should all be mad when we see things like this. We should all be pissed. Yeah. You know, and and Rachel's point is like, I don't want to I don't want to have to do this. I don't want to have to. She's like, I'm getting haters in my comments now and I'm getting all this shit because of this. She's like, why is it on me? And she's right. And I used to be of the mindset of like, well, I just don't see color. And so when a black person brings up, well, that was racism. I'm like, but I wasn't even thinking it was racism. I'm not. You're the one bringing it back to color and um, trying to be like, oh, I'm not I'm not racist. So that's you continuing to bring this up. But really, it is on us. It is on us to um, see color. It's not enough to not be racist. It's not enough for us to not be racist. You have to actively be anti-racist, mm-hmm. right? We can't yep. just say, oh, Hannah B, that was wrong. We also, like right now, I'm glad you brought this up. We also have to use our voices as people who have privilege. It should be on us. Why is it not okay for white people to say the N-word? If you don't know, then you need to educate yourself. Like this is very powerful. Mm-hmm. And um, there was another thing you sent me that said, the way some men treat women is the way white, white women white women treat white women treat women of color. Yeah. And um and I thought, you know, my first reaction is a little bit like Oh, this hurts. Yeah. I don't want to like, have to explore I don't do things I'm doing yes. wrong. Yes. Yeah. But then you're like if your first response is defense, then you have to have your second response put down your walls and your guard and come at it from a human perspective and do the work that needs to be done. So what's interesting 
for me listening to that and hearing that back is that was a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And so much has changed even since then. So I'm on there and I'm like, we have to be anti-racist and I'm very passionate about it. And then I realized I, I'm, we've talked about Glennon Doyle's book untamed and there's a chapter in there called racists. And I was listening to it this week and just crying because of, I was thinking, Oh, I'm not a racist. I love people. Oh, I don't see color, you know, all these things. And then listening to her book, it made me realize, oh my gosh, there is racism inside me. There is racism inside me because saying I don't see color or we need to be anti-racist. So then another thing that she talks about is it's easy to do the outside work. There's transformance and there's performance. And performance is me doing that on the pod. Hey, we need, you know, and it's not enough to not be racist. We got to be anti-racist. But I wasn't doing the work, which meant I was not anti-racist. And I'm still like, I still have work to do. This will probably be a lifelong journey for all of us because we were, if you're born white, it's all you know. You don't know anything else. And I thought things seemed fine. I did not think I was racist because I didn't use the N word. I love black people. I don't know. I just, I just didn't think I was racist, but there's all kinds of racism. And I also didn't feel like I was exposed to it, but just be, and, and I didn't expose myself to it. So as I started doing some of this work, I, you know, Glennon talked about, what do you see? What do you see every day? I don't, I, I had like no black people in my feed, right. In my social media, I wasn't exposing myself to that. And so just because I wasn't seeing it, does not mean it wasn't happening. And just because I wasn't using the N-word doesn't mean that I wasn't racist. And I'm saying this knowing this sounds awful, but if Glennon Doyle, who is like one of the best humanitarians I know, can call herself racist, not by choosing, not by choice. I am not a racist by choice. There are racists that are by choice and they're being... And also we're going to piss some people off. I do believe and call... Sometimes I feel bad doing this because... I'm going to take a stand. I know you always have my back, but I do believe our president is racist. And if we're going to piss people off, that's, that's fine. You don't, we we don't need, it's fine. There are, you know, people that choose racism and then there's people like me. I'm not choosing it, but I'm also not doing the work to be better. And that is also white privilege. It is a white privilege to not know, to not be exposed, to say everything's fine. And you have to give up that privilege. You have to start doing the work. And that's why I cried. So it's not about me because also I can't imagine, right? I'm embarrassed that I was thinking, oh, I'm doing good because I love all people or whatever. But I was silent. And silence is very loud when it comes to civil rights. And, you know, so anyway, it's interesting because just two weeks ago, I still feel like I sounded super ignorant because I was doing a performance, not a transformance. And I'm now Mm. trying to do that transformative work on the inside, not for the outside. Oh, this looks pretty. I'm doing, I'm doing my part. It's the inside work that we all need to do. And that's why we're talking to you about it, not to educate, but just to maybe show you guys some resources that you can go to, to start thinking about how you can become anti-racist as well. Yeah. So for me, it started a couple of years ago. I started following quite a few black women on Twitter and they do not know that. I mean, I'm, they have, I'm a drop in the bucket on their followers, but it was so interesting 
being a follower in their orbit to see their words every single day in my feed. And and some of it, I was like, whoa, you know, it made me feel uncomfortable. Some of it made me feel defensive. What a gift Mm -hmm. because I wasn't in my own echo chamber starting to just read words from a different experience other than your own is such a gift. And I want to share specifically some of the people that I follow on Twitter, Black women that have unknowingly helped me a lot. And it is not the job of Black people to help us understand. It is our job to seek out this knowledge. Them just tweeting, being in their virtual presence is a gift. Ida Bay Wells, I-D-A-B-A-E-W-E-L-L-S, Bree Newsom-Bass, B-R-E-E, Newsom, N-E-W-S-O-M-E, B-A-S-S, and Ava DuVernay, D-U-V-E-R-N-A-Y. If that name sounds familiar, she is also the creator of a Netflix documentary that I highly recommend watching. It is a great starting point. It is called 13th. Watch that. It breaks down systemic racism since the time of slavery, all the way through the civil rights movement to mass incarceration, to little things, just how deep it runs, how deep it runs. There's a chilling statistic at the end that There is a one in 17 chance that a white man will go to jail, a one in three chance for a black man. And it is a chilling documentary and a really, really important one to watch. Another resource that I have taken advantage of, the Harvard Implicit Bias Test. You can go to implicit.harvard.edu. There is implicit bias in all of us that has been ingrained in us since the time we are born. This test gets you thinking about that. There's multiple tests on there that get you thinking about that. Some Instagram accounts that I follow, check your privilege, conscious kid, Rachel Cargill, R-A-C-H-E-L dot C-A-R-G-L-E. What? Oh, and then another, a couple good movies that are, um, Very entertaining, but also very important. If you look at it through the lens of racism, there are discussion boards online that will help you do that. Jordan Peele, Get Out, and Us. Mm. Those are way deeper than you think they are. Documentaries that are next up on my list. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Just when Us was out and it was getting all these uh, awards and stuff. And I remember talking to you about it and you saw the underlying racism stuff. And I didn't understand because I just saw it at face value because here I am. That is like my racism. That is my white privilege. Like not seeing the, the underlying issues that were being spoken about in that. And I remember all the acceptance speeches about how powerful that movie was. And it just didn't, I didn't get, I didn't pick up those things because I was so not exposing myself to them. You know, when like back in college, let's say you see someone in a class and then you start seeing that person everywhere because Mm -hmm. you saw them. That is like learning about racism. (laughs) Like you start to just learn and I, and I'm still very much on a journey, but like you start to see a little bit and you learn a little bit, and then you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's everywhere. So what is next on my list in my personal journey? um, Next on my list to watch is Dear White People. 
on Netflix. I am not your Negro on Amazon Prime. I have subscribed to a podcast that is being recommended a lot right now. 1619 produced by New York Times. What a day podcast. And there are also you guys several ways to help with your money, taking action, putting money where your mouth is. And I want to share a couple of those from a soul sipper, Michelle, who lives in Minneapolis. She shared these resources with me. I'm sharing them with you. Official George Floyd Memorial Fund, a GoFundMe campaign for George Floyd's brother, for his children's care and education, for his family, for counseling, lodging, and travel, court proceedings, the Minnesota Freedom Fund. This is a fund that is helping those who are being thrown in jail for protesting, make sure they are getting treated fairly and that they have legal rights funded. And as always, Black Lives Matter, a group that is doing so much work and is so important. And any profit from this episode will be going to those resources as well. But my last point on this is there is a lot of damage that comes from just being silent and by letting people feel too comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I think we can all reflect on moments in our lives, whether it was with our family members or people in immediate circles who have said things that are racist, who have done things that are racist, and we've laughed. Um, I know that I have been that person. Or at least not spoken up. Have not at least spoken stayed up. silent. And I've done that in multiple situations mm-hmm. because I didn't want to... It was easier. And I didn't want to lose something. I didn't want to have to be the difficult person or to lose status, some kind of status with that person or, or fight the fight. I didn't want, and and I wasn't in danger. I think there's a lot of different, you know, but this isn't about me. This is about the danger that being complicit is. And it's about understanding ourselves. It's about working to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. It's about seeing it. And it is about lifting up the voices right now from incredible Black people who are speaking out and and making sure that those are the voices that are being heard. So mm-hmm. echoing those voices, not our own. Mm-hmm. So you guys, we're sharing this with you in the hopes that you feel inspired to look in the mirror. I hope this made you uncomfortable. I hope part of you didn't like it. And okay. okay, so there's one of two things probably happening. Well, maybe three. So maybe you're listening and you're saying, thank you. Thank you for finally speaking up and doing the work. Maybe the second one is where I am and where I was the last couple of weeks ago. Of like, whoa, I had no idea about all of this and I've got to do the work. You're awake. And the third one is maybe you're angry and you're listening to all of this and you're irritated and you're annoyed and maybe you haven't gotten this far into the episode, but hopefully you have because there is something that I want to share that maybe will make more sense because what we are saying is black lives matter. We're saying, yeah, all lives matter, right? But right now, so I want to share something that Colleen um, shared on our stories yesterday and I don't know, hold on, I'm going to find it. But as I'm finding this, as I should have pulled that up, but... I I heard this other thing. So I want you to think about this. Yes, sure. All lives matter. But right now, 
we need to use our white privilege to help lift up black lives because they matter. And someone told me this example where if you go into the doctor, like you go to the hospital because you broke your arm and you're like, Hey, I broke my arm. Can you fix it? Right. And the doctor says, Oh, well, all bones matter. You're like, yeah, all, sure. All bones matter. But right now my arm is broken. So that's where I need you to work on, please. And then the doctor just like refuses to work on it because he's like, well, they all, all bones matter. All bones add up, you know? And then what Colleen shared yesterday, this might take me a minute to read through, but this is a little comic sketch thing. And it says, well, do you have it up call? I wonder if we should go back and forth. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that all lives matter. We should care exactly equally at all times about everything. All houses matter. And it shows this guy uh, putting water on a house that's not burning next to a house that's burning down. I agree all houses do matter. But at the moment, the one on fire should get more attention. But by saying that a burning house needs attention, aren't you saying that all other houses don't matter? No. My house isn't on fire, but I have dry rot. Are you saying it shouldn't be fixed? It should, but the fire is very pressing. Let's say I put that house fire out, but my house catches on fire. Aren't I entitled to water then? Of course, but it's not the one on fire right now. Well, my house is near the fire. If I wet it down, embers won't catch. That seems sensible. That is completely outside of the analogy. Where's that house owner anyway? Why do I got to hose down his house for him? He died in the fire. So if you're angry, dramatic comedic reading. Yes. But if you're angry because it doesn't, this doesn't make sense to you. Think about that. That is what we're doing. Yes. Lives matter, but there is no, no one's questioning whether white people and white straight men, especially like no one's questioning them. Right. But literally black lives are being killed every day. There are what we saw was a lynching two times in the last um, couple weeks with Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd. Those were public lynchings by white people. This is what happened. Like we thought, oh, the Ku Klux Klan, that's you're only racist if you are a part of the Ku Klux Klan. Watching those things and doing nothing about it is also racism. So anyway, I'm doing the work. It's really hard work to do, but it's nothing compared to the decades of work the black people have been doing. Oh, and did you want to bring up the message that I got today? No, I don't even want to give that person airtime. You can summarize though. Okay. So if your argument is, you know, well, these people are protesting and they're creating destruction about this. Yeah. Okay. If, yeah, there's a lot of distracting conversations happening right now on like what the best method is to get to a better place. And I don't think we get to have a say in that argument. Number one, can you honestly say that you have done work, activist work for equality? I have not. Okay. So I don't get a vote. The other thing is, do we actually know what makes a difference? We don't. We don't know what's going to make a difference because nothing has worked. Colin Kaepernick taking a knee on Sundays has not worked. And I judged him. I started getting into, you know, so you think like, Oh, you would have sided with Martin Luther King. And that's what this person messaged me today. And she said, well, MLK did it peacefully. Yeah, but MLK did it. And he was shot. He was murdered. And this is still happening. 
Yes, he did it peacefully. But I heard another analogy of, you know, like toddlers, they say, hey, I want something and they don't get what they want. So then they yell, they say it louder. And if they don't get what they want, then they maybe start throwing things. And if they don't get what they want, then maybe they bite somebody or they, you know, that is what is happening. That is why these protests are happening. It's because they've been trying to be peaceful for too long and nobody's been doing shit for them. They are still a response to violence. Yeah, this is a response to murder. Mm -hmm. So if we want to talk safety, we have to look at how unsafe it is to be black in America. So we don't get to have a vote in what the best way is to do this. We don't. So. So we're going to do the work. Subscribing right now. I think I can hear some people. Have a nice day. That's okay. And that's okay. Don't have a nice day. I don't like you. <laughs> I mean, if you want to unsubscribe, fine. We uh, we literally truly do not want you here. Someone's that person sent me a message and she said, "Oh, I hate that I had to unsubscribe." And I'm like, "Well, I'm glad that you're gone. I don't want yeah. racist people in our community." And when I say that, I still know I have racism inside me, which is that is I think what shattered me this week because I couldn't think of something worse that someone could call me that. Like, you know, if I was a homophobe or racism, like those are things I don't want to be. And yet they're in me because of our society. So I'm doing the work anyway. All right, you guys, we got work to do to make ourselves better as people, but also for our bodies. You got to yeah. eat your vegetables. You I don't know how many times I have to tell you guys that we got to eat our vegetables. I don't mm-hmm. eat enough vegetables. Thank goodness for Daily Harvest. They help me. I'm so grateful They help for them. me. They deliver food, clean food right to my door, built on fruits and vegetables, no preservatives, no added sugars, no artificial ingredients. It takes just minutes to prepare. I don't have to question, is this healthy? Is it not? Daily Harvest has figured it out for me. Everything stays fresh in my freezer. They've got delicious smoothies, soups. I love their harvest bowls, Mm, mm, mm. flatbreads, and more. They work directly with farms, and then they freeze organic fruits and vegetables at their peak ripeness to lock in nutrients and taste. Plus, they're committed to minimizing their environmental impact, which is amazing. I mean, right now, they're in the process of transitioning to 100% compostable, recyclable packaging and are over 50% of the way there, which we love. We love. I love all of their harvest bowls, every single one of them. Literally, I could close my eyes, go to their website in the bowl section and and add to my cart and I would be happy, be happy. with every single one. I, they have this lentil bolognese, which is wild because I thought lentil bolognese, that's certainly not going to taste like spaghetti. That's bolognese. It is. Yeah. But it blew my mind nays. Blow my mind. Blow my mind. (laughs) It is so freaking good, you guys. Um, So go to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code SIP to get $25 off your first box. That's promo code SIP for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com. That's dailyharvest.com. All right, you guys, we're going to just bring this home with a couple little faves Rapid to fire. send you to send us all out on a high note. Ash, okay. give me your give me your flash faves. OK, so I'm, we're not doing all, we're not each doing all of them this week because we knew this was going to be a longer episode. But I do want to tell you guys about my favorite thing I ate this week. So I found it on Thrive Market. It is Wild Zora. It's the original meat and veggie bar. So basically it's beef jerky, but with vegetable servings in it. And I got the um, chili beef one has kale, cayenne and apricot. And 
I was like, well, I'll try them. I don't know if they're going to be any good. You guys, holy shit. So the ingredients, grass-fed beef, organic vegetables and fruit, red bell pepper, apricots, dates, kale, garlic, onion, celery, spices, cayenne pepper, and sea salt. That's it. And the company is Wild Zora. I'm loving it. Yum. What did I watch this week? Uh, The morning show. So finally... I watched the morning show. And the reason that it makes my faves is because Call said when she was talking about it, like, I don't know if Apple TV is worth buying for the morning show. I do. Ooh. I Jennifer do. Aniston's so good in it. She, she, and also so Steve Carell is really good in it. Yeah, he's I think. pretty good. And actually, Reese Witherspoon is good in it. You think? I do. I thought, you know, okay. oh, she's boring little flavor. But then she's giving us some spice. She, How I mean, far she's, into it yeah. are you? He just approached her about doing an interview with him. And then that last episode okay. just ended where she called him and said, if you can find someone to corroborate your story, I will do this. I can't wait till you watch the finale. <gasps> I can't wait to talk about that with you. Okay. Yeah. But anyways, super good. And then um, the best thing I heard this week is the Glennon Doyle Untamed. I know that's what I brought last week, but literally every chapter has been really amazing for me. The racist chapter was huge. And then I talked about last week, someone told me about islands and that chapter was amazing. What I love about it is the idea, the idea of that chapter. So you need to just go buy, go buy the Glennon Doyle book untamed. But the idea of the islands chapter is that every family lives on an island. You live on an island. I live on an island. Call lives on an island and you, that's your family island. And you get to decide you're surrounded by a moat with a drawbridge and the moat is full of alligators. You get to decide what comes in and what goes out. And people that want to bring, you know, hate or judgment or fear or whatever, you don't have to let them in to your island. And for me, I'm sure there's a lot of Beachbody coaches or people in network marketing that listen to this podcast because that's my job. And I'm sure people, I brought some people that are in that field. So we get a lot of hate, but we are on, we get to decide what's on our island. You get to decide what you let in. You get to decide what you put your drawbridge down for. Your parents also created their own island, but their island is not your island. So you can also do things differently than your parents did. Like you get to create that. And that was really awesome for me to hear, you know, like I'm in charge of who I let that drawbridge down for. But at the end of the day, and Abby's the one that told her, Abby told Glennon, you know, that, that analogy. And she said, only love in only love in because when they became out and uh, together as a lesbian couple, there was a lot of fear, including their own families that had an issue with it. And they got to decide when they were going to put the drawbridge down for them. And their parents had to do some work for, well, Glennon's parents had to do work first. And I just really appreciated that idea of like, we're in charge of our Island. So anyway, those are the only three that I have for you this week. Call, what are your Here's mine. Favorite thing I watched, I already mentioned it earlier, 13th, the documentary. I watched that again for the second time um, in light of everything that's going on. And it is so good. I also started a new show, Dead to Me, which I'm loving. And I don't usually like comedies. And I like this. The friendship storyline. And it's outrageous. Like, I don't know if... I mean, I feel like you'd like it because it's a comedy. The storyline, though, you just have to... like that would never happen. That would never happen. There's a lot of that. So you just have to go along for the ride and appreciate the dry humor. 
I do have favorite things that I've ate. So we got a smoker slash grill and I went on stories and said, hey, what for those of you who have this, what do you recommend? A lot of people said the tri-tip at Costco and just smoke that. And And so it's really easy to access that. And it was way good and i'm not like a red meat person that much Mm -hmm. and i couldn't get enough of that it was so delicious Mm. favorite thing i heard new lady gaga is out her full album chromatica this is a big moment for me and lady gaga because we've had a big falling out for years she is back to dance pop gaga and i'm loving it here for it also podcast token ceo quick podcasts from the CEO at Barstool Sports. She Mm. is really just fun to listen to. Very smart. I like her perspectives on things. And they're like usually anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes. So highly digestible. She's the host of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Very good. And then product. I talked about the water flosser on our stories. I've now been using it for weeks. And I went on stories and said, hey, if you're a dentist or a hygienist, is this as good as I think it is? Mm -hmm. Several of you who are in that profession wrote back and said, floss is still the best. However, this is very, very, very good. Mm. And we do recommend it. And someone who's a hygienist says that she uses that every day and then flosses a couple times a week. And what I've found is that using the water flosser is so enjoyable that I've been doing that one to two times a day. And you know (gasps) when you haven't flossed for a long time and then you floss and it's like bloody in your gums? Yeah. So I flossed. I was like, I wonder how bloody it will be because I hadn't flossed in forever. How, How bloody will it be since I've been using the water flosser? Not much blood. So it is really it's still getting in there and it's oddly addicting and very fun and I'm Mm. really loving it. So now I'm passionately endorsing it. (gasps) And you've added it to our favorites, right? I added it to our Mm -hmm. Amazon store. The link for that's in our bio. You guys. Whoa. This is probably the most real podcast we've ever done. But we're not only going to do this right now. Like we're going to, you know, because right now things are crazy and everybody's talking about it, but then things die down. And no, it is our job to continue to do this work and to continue to. So on, go to our Instagram today because we'll be sharing all kinds of stuff in our stories where you can go to accounts, to follow, to help, um, you know, learn from black activists ways that you can contribute and help and all of that. But we're also not going to stop. This isn't going to be the last time you'll hear us talk about it because this and is And we want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. You know, like as you learn things, as you find Black voices to lift up, great accounts, everything, you guys, we will continue to share as a friendship circle. Thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for being so open Thanks to Colleen for having the hard conversations. And, and you know, this was, I told Call, I'm so nervous today. And I'm sure we did say some things wrong, but we're doing our best. And when we know better, we will continue to do better. We hope the same for you. We love you guys. You can sip with us always. always. And we, and will, we will see you next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. Bye. Bye. What more you can sit with us? How about another round of your favorite podcast? We Sign same, me up. same, same, same. Join us for another round over on Patreon. That's where we give you the down and dirty. We get yeah. raw and real. 
We raw dog it over there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Every Friday, at least, we drop Friday episodes over on Patreon and additional content. It's all ad free. You can sign up. Go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash you can sip with us or download the Patreon app and search. You can sip with us. Become a patron. Five bucks, guys. It's five bucks a month. I mean, just give up your latte one day. One day Mm -hmm. out of 30 days, boom, paid for. Yeah. Yeah. Totes, kibbutz. Do it. We'll see you over there. KCO. Every Friday, guys. Love you. Bye. You're our crew. Bye.